0: Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut
1: Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. This episode is brought to you by the Boneyard Huskies Club. The Boneyard Huskies Club empowers athletes while providing UConn fans with access to exclusive community, utility, and rewards. The Boneyard Huskies Club is excited to announce the next collection of student athlete collectibles, which grant club membership privileges will feature UConn men's basketball players and drop on January 9th, 2023. For more information, go to boneyardhuskiesclub.com. That's Huskies with a YZ at the end. Boneyard Huskies Club. .com. Okay, Big East play is starting this weekend, and UConn's first test is going to come up against Butler. So joining me today, we've got Akeem Glasby from the Indy Star here to help us uh, break down Butler. So welcome to the podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. So I know uh, we were going back and forth before we recorded, and you were coming right from practice. Uh, any, I'll, I'll, I'll start there. Any interesting tidbits that uh, came out of practice as we're heading into this matchup on uh, Saturday night?
0: Well, I, I would say that they probably had the most participation at practice that they've had for a while. You know, Butler's been notoriously injured uh, throughout the season. So they had uh, like Miles Wilmuth, one of their forwards that, that's been out for a while and an Akron transfer. Ali Ali was at practice. He, he suffered a concussion in the preseason and he's been out. Uh, he had a mask. So, uh, he seems to be recovering. And I, I don't know if Ali is going to play, but, uh, just having them on back uh, on the court. And practice was big for Butler. And yeah, no, just uh, talk to Coach Mata today. And, you know, just kind of, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, they're definitely uh, ready to go. And uh, I know Hinkle's going to be
1: rocking. So. Absolutely. I, I mean, I I think you'd expect Hinkle to be crazy uh, come Saturday night here. As you look at this team, based on you know what you kind of thought of this team heading into the season, how would you say they performed so far? You know, through their non-conference schedule. I know you know they've, they've had some good wins. Uh, they beat Kansas State. They beat BYU. They beat Cal, Yale. Uh, some losses though to Penn State, to, uh, Tennessee, and NC State. So. Just looking at this team, you know, as a whole, what have been your thoughts on them so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I had much expectations just because it's a lot of, there's a lot of new parts. You know, Coach Mata's back in, in his first season, uh, second stand as butler yeah. and coach for first season this uh, this year. Uh, you know, a couple of key transfers, uh, obviously in Manny Bates, uh, the NC State transfer, and Eric Hunter Jr., a Purdue transfer. I mean, they're both starters. So that's kind of, you're adding, you know, a big influx of talent into the starting lineup. So you don't necessarily know how they're going to adapt right away. But I will say that both players have come, and and contributed, you know, very well and kind of really integrated themselves very smoothly. You know, uh, Eric Hunter Jr. He played uh, four years at Purdue. He's a really talented defender and shooter and he's really, I talked to him today too, you know, he's talked about how he's taken on a leadership role. You know, he's one of the older guys, so he's kind of quickly become a leader of this team, which is, says a lot about him as a person. And then uh, Manny Bates, he's been a a revelation of sorts. Uh, 6'11 center, he's like the the fourth all-time leading shot blocker at NC State and he only played there for two whole seasons you know so that just kind of says the the prowess that he has defensively and you know obviously with UConn's big he, Manny Bates is going to be a kind Pussy of a, guy yeah, it's going to be a, yeah that's going <laughs> to be a, a key a key matchup to watch but yeah no I um, i don't like i said so i don't really know what i expected but i will say they've kind of exceeded my expectations and i know that sounds a little weird but just kind of they've they've played at a higher pace than they did last year under Laval jordan you know they're they're shooting it a, a little bit better they're, they're just kind of They're just they're a well-oiled machine for someone for a team that's learning a new system. And, you know, Chuck Harris was their leading scorer each the last two years. But uh, sophomore Jaden Taylor has kind of assumed that role. Granted, anyone can lead them in scoring on any given night. But lately, it's been Jaden Taylor, a sophomore guard who's playing with a lot of confidence and is a really talented shooter. And Chuck Harris is still a really deadly driver to the basket as well.
1: If you're looking at this Butler team on tape here, what would you say has been the biggest strength of this team so far through this season?
0: I would say it's two. I'd say it's their ability to play inside out through Manny Bates. Uh, Manny Bates is a really good passer. So, you know, if, if you play him one-on-one, you're, you're going to be at a disadvantage. But if you send a double team, he's he's able to pass out of that as well. And, you know, uh, his guards can create or in, and they can uh, hit uh, – knock down three point uh, spot up three point shots as well so their ability to play inside out and I would say the guards ability to penetrate like I said uh, Jaden Taylor Chuck Harris and even Eric Hunter Jr they can all get to the basket they're really talented at attacking the basket and kind of making uh, teams pay and scoring uh, points in the paint and they can all create as well and and Timos Lukosius is kind of a guard forward hybrid he can handle the ball as well he can, he can really set up and play make as well. And he can also attack the basket and shoot. So, I mean, their starters all contribute a lot. And like I said, they're kind of all versatile. And But I would say attacking the basket and playing inside out is probably the main strengths of this team right now.
1: All right. I don't know what it is about Seamus Likotius, but ever since I saw him last year, he's probably been one of my favorite opposing Big East players to watch. He's just a, a fun player out there to see what he could do.
0: Yeah, no, he's a he's a, a great guy, and yeah, just the size and just the way he plays the game, and the pass. he had. Uh, Coach Mata said he had the best pass he ever seen. against uh, Cal, <laughs> he he went between his legs to a trailing Manny Bates for a duck.
1: He said, yeah.
0: Mata said that was the best pass he'd ever seen. So that's <laughs> that's high praise
1: for sure. When you look at the losses that they've had, you know whether is it was Tennessee or NC State, there, Penn State, what have been some of the things that have led to those losses that you know maybe if you kind of think oh here are some things we can exploit that that these teams did
0: well it's it's so weird because when they went to the Bahamas, those uh, a couple of those games uh, took place during the the battle for atlantis tournament and i mean butler was playing with seven eight guys so this the they they rely on their starters so much but that can lead to fatigue and that can lead to like scoring runs so i mean like i said they're getting healthier but I would say just uh, kind of scoring droughts is what's plagued Butler, you know, at times. And they can get down quickly and, you know, and teams can start to pile it on a little bit. And they'll never say that it's because they're tired or that they're playing shorthanded. But it's just it's a fact that it's tough to rely on your starters that much and to put that much kind of pressure and just re- emphasis on them. So I would say that the just defensive laps and scoring laps has been kind of their, their weaknesses so far.
1: I think that's going to be really interesting to watch in this game where UConn can go, you know, nine plus deep here uh, against a team that, you know, starters might be going on, you know, fumes later on in that second half. Uh, that, that could be the difference there. And it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch there. As you mentioned, it's the first year for for Thad Mata here in his second stint at, at Butler. What have been some of the biggest differences from, you know, maybe what you've seen out of Butler these past couple of years and what they've looked like so far under coach uh, Mata there?
0: Yeah, so I will say that this is my first year covering the team. I actually covered Purdue last year. <laughs> so from an outside perspective looking in, I mean, I've, I've had a chance to cover some Butler games under Laval, yeah. Jordan, Laval Jordan. But I will say that it's the, the pace that they're playing with. You know, they want to play an exciting brand of basketball, whereas last year they were one of the – in terms of just ratings, one of the slower teams in pace under Jordan. So that's kind of been the biggest shift. I mean, it's definitely an exciting brand of basketball. And I don't know if it's because, of, you know, you had an Eric Hunter Jr. and, and a Manny Bates. It's, you're going to improve a little bit and uh, kind of you can play at a higher pace. But I would say that's kind of been – the, the biggest difference and and even the coaching staff you know that's greg odin's on the coaching staff and john diebler you know two ohio state greats are on the coaching staff you know and just kind of watching greg interact with some of the bigs and uh, that's kind of that's a great resource to have there as well so i mean i would i just say that it's just a, a great staff all, and even maurice joseph and uh, yes. coach mike McGee's, just a lot of talented guys a lot of basketball knowledge on that staff so it's just a, seems to be a really good culture that they're building right now. So maybe that could be one of the biggest differences. I'm not saying the culture was bad, but just from being around the guys, the culture seems to be really great.
1: Yeah. Shout out to uh, Mojo. There is a uh, even though I'm, I am host and run this Connecticut podcast, I'm a GW alum and uh, huh? had some overlap there with uh, Coach Joseph. There, so always a big fan of his and uh, excited to see him uh, over at Butler. As we're looking at this roster, is there a guy or two that you think could really give this UConn team some trouble?
0: Oof, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Cause this is such a unique matchup. Cause UConn has, you guys have two great bigs and yeah. <laughs> obviously M- Manny Bates is a really good, but uh, he, it's going to be tough when you guys can kind of mis- mis- mismatch your bigs there, but maybe Chuck Harris, you know, he's uh, kind of a six 2 guard. He's like I said, he's really great at, at kind of attacking the basket. And if he can get going and kind of get his confidence up, he's can be streaky as well. And he can also shoot from, from three. So uh I would say containing Chuck Harris would kind of be what they would should would want to do, and if, if he can get going, that can really kind of dictate how the game is going to go for Butler.
1: Defensively, how could you see Butler, you know, trying to throw some wrenches here at UConn to, to slow them down a little bit on the offensive side?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's something we talked to Coach Mata about, and I mean, in terms of defending the post, he said it's going to take all five guys, you know, that I don't know if you necessarily want to, put Manny Bates in too many one-on-one situations because they also can't afford to get him into foul trouble because they don't really have a lot of bigs behind him. So it's going to take a team effort on defense. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how they match up because Butler plays for about four guards, depending on how you classify the So, you know, if, when they again when UConn can can get it going inside, how can they react and kind of again clamp down in the perimeter? And obviously you guys have great shooters as well. So and, and uh we yes, asked again, Coach Mata, how you stop Yukon's guards and he's like, Well, if I knew that, then you know, I'd be, you know, a, a genius. So I guess it's just gonna be team defense is kind of gonna be the, the, the emphasis there and kind of not allowing those ISO situations and basically just everyone playing together and communicating. I know it's cliche, but that that's really the only hope they have kind of.
1: I I, I've got to ask since you you mentioned you were on the Purdue beat uh previously now looking at things from a national picture UConn fans are comparing themselves to that Purdue team a lot um you know just based on what you've seen from the outside this year have you how, how do you see these teams kind of ranking up against each other yeah, I mean
0: that—that's because the the bigs there, you know, with the, the Zach Eady, and they had Trayvon Williams last year is kind of what the Sinogu and Yeah, and kind of I I do see a parallel there, and then. It's it's crazy. I don't know if you guys have a, a lottery pick in Jaden Ivy. That's kind of the the X factor that Purdue had last year. But it's crazy to see them playing better without Ivy and relying on two freshmen. So uh, that that Purdue season was a very unique one, and it's crazy to see. I would never guess that they'd be playing better without Ivy. So yeah, yeah. I, it's, Matt Paner just has the guys playing well, and obviously Coach Hurley is is really making an impact uh, with you guys as well.
1: Yeah, uh, no, definitely uh, interesting. And I know everyone would love to see like a Sinogo ED Klingon, ED go head to head in a game at some point. I'll wrap with this one. I know Hinkle is just one of those really special places to uh, see game. And obviously, UConn's opening up conference play on the road, which is always a, a tough ask as well. Uh, you expecting it to be pretty uh, rowdy and a uh, crazy environment in Hinkle on Saturday night?
0: Yes, uh, that's kind of uh, what what the guys are. We you know we're asked about today. I mean, the crowd has been good. You know, Coach Mata has talked about the crowds weren't like this when I was here the first time. You know, 20, 20 something years ago, and um, you know, for them to be playing as well as they are, I would imagine there's a lot of anticipation, and a lot of excitement around the program. And yeah, when when Hinkle's rocking, you know, we have to. the the light shining through the window and it's going to be on the night game, but it's just a very unique atmosphere and just a a great place to watch a ball game. And yeah, with with UConn coming into town, I think it's going to be great. I'm I'm excited to see.
1: Awesome. Well, Akima, I really appreciate the time. Thanks so, so much for coming on and giving us a little preview of this Butler game. I know everyone's looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast
0: with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter, at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.